Hey friends, on this episode of the podcast, I thought we'd talk about something a little bit different. My friend Jason is the CEO of Better Drinking Culture, and um, I know if you're like me, you've probably caught yourself consuming a little bit more than you normally do, given the circumstances. So he's got some tips for how to manage that, some tips to stay motivated when it's easy to not be motivated, and we obviously talk about whatever else is going on in his life, including his new book. So enjoy this conversation with Jason Lay, his friends call him Jay, on the Incredible Hulk Podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Always don't tell television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Hi. How I are, made it. How are you, dude? I'm good, man. That is good to hear. What are, what are we sampling today? Oh, this is Shadow Factory from Black Project in Colorado. It is a, it's a very low ABV sour wheat ale with cranberry and boysenberry. It looks beautiful. I'll tell you that. It's, it is. It's, um, it's gorgeous. Have you had any of their stuff? No, I'd never even heard of them until four seconds ago, so no. <laughs> so... They um, they recently picked up distribution in Michigan. Uh, so Mitch from Speciation, he cut his teeth out at Black Project. So, uh, of course, like anything that he does, I'm in love with. So one of the last trips to Colorado, I had to seek out Black Project, and they do not disappoint. They're awesome. That's awesome. So, Jay, what is... You know, you, you kind of, we we've, I mean, I'm always sort of recording just to kind of see what happens. Um, <laughs> awesome. okay. you know, but like, what is, what is your day to day like right now? You're, you're CEO of better drinking culture. You're do public speaking. You've written a book, you're working on another one, but we're in, we're in lockdown. So a lot of the things that you are, um, not only an expert in, but fill your cup, you can't do. Right. Like you can't really be around people and do the things that Jay does when he's able to kind of interact with people. So what's your day to day like right now? Uh, honestly, it hasn't changed a ton, except that I'm not working out at 530 in the morning. I'm actually working out maybe at 5 p.m. instead. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I actually I don't love that. Um, that is that's about the only thing that's affected me as far as breaking my normal schedule or routine. Um, otherwise, so I mean, full transparency, uh, I was laid off from, uh, from cold break, uh, because as you know, they manufacture jockey boxes. So if there cannot be any sanctioned large festivals or events, um, that means no beer festivals. That means no jockey boxes. So just like the rest of the entire service and hospitality industry, that trickle down effect, um, hit cold break as well. Fortunately, the lights are still on. Uh, and I'm, you know, I think it's the honorable thing to continue working, um, to some degree behind the curtain because 
my hope is that, you know, I could sit here in my apartment for 40 hours a week and stare at the wall and watch Netflix, or I can, you know, try to stay on the grind because I'm fortunate enough to where I have that opportunity. So my thought is if I can help keep the ship above water to some degree from a marketing aspect that when the lights come back on officially and we return to whatever that new normal is going to look like, um, then I can get reintegrated back there before all of the shit hit the fan. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Um, this, is, this is obviously the first I'm hearing of that. So I, I'm sorry that happened to you, dude. Yeah. You know, and you know, to be honest, like I haven't, like, honestly, this is the first <laughs> I've made it public because it's, I mean, it's an unavoidable reality sure. um, in my life, in everyone's life, you know, at the very beginning, you know, I'll be honest, I was a little self-conscious about it um, because there's always this thing that rattles around in the back of your head, like someone is going to judge you for something that happened to you that you had no control over, right? Yep. Or at least that's, that's, you know, that's a little of the unnecessary weight I carry. But, um, you know, I have maintained and I've been very intentional about maintaining a healthy relationship uh, with the two guys who own and run the company because I care about them first. And I just I don't want to see what they've built crumble um, because of all this shit. So, uh, yeah, I, I chip away at a little stuff for them. But then actually, it's this time has also given me a huge opportunity to refocus and realign some stuff for better drinking culture, BBC. So I've been working on uh, building out a new website for us, uh, a Shopify based website where we can focus more on selling dope merch. Which dude, uh, that hat you have right now is like the coolest. <laughs> it's the coolest. Yeah. You know, and it's like, obviously uh, I was not the first one to, uh, to cop that idea who from Run DMC. Who cares? It's so cool. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was pretty stoked about that. So, um, this has actually been kind of a blessing in disguise for me in BDC because, um, without the rattle of all of the exterior noise, I can kind of get back into the machine and rewire it a little bit. So, uh, that has up uplifted me to a certain degree. Uh, I think we, I, I teased it a little bit in a text maybe last week, but I am four, actually five unpublished episodes in on a podcast. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So I, the, the only thing right now that I'm, uh, I'm I'm kind of waiting to pull the trigger on is actually legitimately which platform sure, yes. to put it out into the world on because I don't have the extra scratch to pay for what I know I need to pay for. Yep. But I've recorded every episode um, as a video. So uh, before we got on on this call, I was uh, tinkering with YouTube to try to get that channel up and running so I can at least get the content out there, right? Yep. Because it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be and get out there. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, aside from that, when, hold on, the phone's going it's a, off. It's an, oh, am, it's an amber alert. So it's an amber alert from the governor yeah. that says stay home. So yeah. 
All right. Well, mission accomplished. So here we are. <laughs> Noted. Right. We're home. We're home. So everybody. yeah. Um, in addition to that, uh, I've been chipping away at uh, you know the second book, which is a it's going to be a major deviation from the first. Um, where uh, the first one, the Drinker's Manifesto, was obviously for those of you who don't know. Uh, it was written under the Better Drinking Culture brand as essentially the Bible for what a healthier relationship with alcohol should look like in the context of the current uh, or the state of our current drinking culture. So that book is out into the, that book has been published and that's out into the world trying to do its thing and I'm trying to hustle that thing. Uh, the second book is going to be a very personal uh, ultimate bucket list endeavor and that's really to tell the story about uh, reuniting with my dad who I was estranged from for 19 years, um, reconnecting, forgiving him, and then what our relationship has looked like since that moment. So I've got a ton of content. I've got, I don't know, maybe 40 pages of conversations between him and me that I've dictated, uh, that I've, I've, I've journaled in real time while we've hung out together. So I, it's, it's more or less on paper. I just have to turn a bunch of yeah, shorthand sure. notes into, you know, prose. That's awesome, dude. That's super awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about has to do with better drinking culture. You're seeing one of my buddies made a joke the other day that the guy at the liquor store now knows his name. Uh, as, as you know, we've been in our houses in Michigan for 30 days. We, as we're on, right. we're on here right now, we just got an Amber alert that says we just tacked on another 30. So at the end of this, we will have been inside for 60 days. And, yeah. uh, unlike Pennsylvania, I think they did not allow this, but Michigan has allowed liquor stores to be part of an essential entity, you know, uh, right. which I have obviously no issue with. The thing I wanted to ask you about is, is some tips for people. Cause even I would admit, and Angie sort of jokes about it. Like I don't drink that much at all. And my, sure. con even my consumption has gotten more as you've sort of been locked in the house and looking for you know, you're just looking for a release or looking for something and just sort of what, what should, how should people kind of navigate through this when they're freaked out, they're scared, it's high anxiety, alcohol is something that's super familiar to them. I mean, any sort of, you know, even weed that's yeah, legal in the right. state is, it's a familiar thing for people to kind of help them check out. But at the same time, yeah. while I think that's healthy at the same time, how can people maintain to to your point of expertise, a healthy relationship with these things when they're under stress for now 60 consecutive days? Yeah. Uh, one, thanks for asking that question because it's what I've noticed being um, both in that whole discussion as well as um, someone who also, uh, let, let's be honest, I've pro I think I've had a, at least a drink every single day during this. Um, the hook is in, and you mentioned this probably without knowing, but you know, you said you're not a big drinker, but you've noticed that you've been drinking more, right? So I think the first thing to establish is that your more doesn't necessarily have to be bad. Sure. Um, also, also your more is different than my more. 
And so I, I think one, like people have to be very careful to not compare their habits to what they're seeing online. And I will say, you know, so I have to be, I'm going to try to be um, clear when I'm talking about better drinking cultures philosophy uh, and then my own personal view. So BDC's philosophy, and, and I don't necessarily, I, I don't disagree with this uh, because I have to sign up and support this thing every day. But BDC's philosophy is that we simply have to stop making fun of um, or making light of over-consuming okay. or excessive yep. consumption. Yep. Right. So, but but we know that all the shit on social media that gets the likes and the shares and the hearts is all of this stuff about alcohol that we all know to be true, comma and funny. Right. So it's like um, you know your best your best friend who has too much to drink passes out you draw a penis on his forehead and then you cover him in all the furniture and you just wait for him to wake up. Right. Um, the fact that you drew something funny on somebody's face and you pulled a little prank on them, we can understand how that can be funny, but at the root of it, we're making fun of the wrong stuff uh, on the surface level. If you pull a prank on somebody and it's funny and harmless, great. But what we're doing is we're, we're subconsciously um, ourselves and then publicly uh, promoting and advocating, tolerating and endorsing drinking beyond your own personal limit. So what I would say, at least what's helped me, we all know you can drink up, you could have a glass of, you could have a mimosa with breakfast, a beer with lunch and three martinis for dinner. You could do that. Or, and again, everybody's situation is so different, but if you hold yourself to a standard uh, and to a schedule as much as you can, um, number one, that's gonna help, right? So it, even though we are don't have a drink before 5 p.m., if that works for you, don't have a drink after 10 p.m., after the time you would normally go to bed. Sure. The second you start breaking your own rituals that have held you together before this, I think that's when it's going to be a problem. And the other thing I would say is don't, don't allow this. And again, like how we define like no, normal reality right now, just, just doesn't work, but you can't, you can't, we have, I, I believe this time for a lot of people is a blessing in disguise. And if you take this additional time for granted and then post a meme on Facebook that you are Thor, you are a ripped Thor at the beginning of the isolation and the stay at home order. And then now you're the fat version of Thor yep. eating a bag of Doritos. Like, Shame on you. Like, number one, yes, we get it. And for a quick two seconds, it might be funny because we can we can kind of all relate in what that meme means. But honestly, do you really want to come out of this thing 10 pounds heavier, more unhealthy, and even further in debt because all you've done is go to the liquor store that's still deemed 
essential. And you know, and, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to paint a, a negative picture of that at all, right? Because to be honest with you, you know, I, I've been talking about this a lot. The, understanding what things we can get turned back on. To your point about cold break, what things we can get turned back on, on to get this state, this country, this nation, this planet back to some sort of normal. I think we absolutely should do. I, I just asked the question because I know a lot of people hearing the news today that we are going to follow the the federal guidelines in Michigan and stay closed through the first weekend of May, like April 30th is a Friday. So you're, you're staying through to the first weekend of May. Um, yep. You know, I just wanted to kind of get your, your barometer on that because I, I think that's something that the people are struggling with, right? It's, it's dark. Yeah. It's scary. It's uncertain. You have no answers. I right. mean, you, you've done your fair, and I don't want to do this here, but you've done your fair uh, amount of chastising on the internet of some of the information that's coming <laughs> out, right? And, yeah. You know, and it's, yeah, it, sure. it's in part because it's very difficult to figure out what is actually going on. And, right. you know, you start seeking out familiarity in that regard or things mm-hmm. that are comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that, and right. th- I'm asking you because you're an expert in better drinking culture. If you were a baker, I'd ask you the same question about cake, right? Because there are people who sure. are eating cakes every day or bags of licorice <laughs> yeah, or right. cases of soda, right? right? It, it is not necessarily right. about the thing as much as it is understanding you're seeking this out and you should for some level of comfort amongst the chaos just here's some, you know, rules and regulations to kind of work into that, yeah. you know, that comfort net. Well, you know, I, I will say in, and I acknowledge that, um, so much of problem drinking is related to coping mechanisms, right? Um, we all know that the more you have, the more numb you're going to be to the, the, the real life shit you have to deal with the stuff that this thing, that, that this thing um, has put you in front of right now. It, it comes down to choice. It, it really does. We advocate for mindful drinking, mindful consumption, right? So if your head and your heart are not in a good place, I, it doesn't matter where you are in your relationship with alcohol. It's not going to end well if you're drinking to cope or to mask or to deal with it. And it, and again, at, I, I'm not at the, talk, at the same, ahead. not to cut you off, but at the same time, you can understand why somebody would want to cope. One hundred percent. Yeah. It, this is like, I'm very empathetic to that. Um, but I would also challenge. And again, so I, I will say with a, a little disclaimer that I'm, we're not talking about the people who have a severe uh, problematic relationship with alcohol. those folks need and require help and resources that go beyond the scope of what BDC is meant to do. But for the people who are um, consciously choosing to have one bottle of wine instead of one glass of wine, you really have to ask yourself, are you going to be more equipped? Are you going to be better equipped to deal with everything that is going on around you sober or a bottle of wine in, you know, and, and we all know that people are drinking to cope, right? But when you come out of that, those problems that you have to face aren't going anywhere. They're still going to be there. And, you know, would you rather run a marathon sober or hungover, sober or drunk? There's, there is only one right answer to that. So I would encourage people to be mindful. Think about first, 
before you reach for the glass, just just do a quick mental inventory on your head in your heart. Um, and you can certainly holler at me at Better Drinking Culture and we can have a deeper conversation. But you, you've got to take care of yourself first uh, before you reach for that that bottle. That's sound advice, dude. Uh, and to kind of end this on a, uh, a little bit of a lighter note, because you're taking a sip of your beer, right? We're all trapped at, yep. you know, we're, we're trapped at home. We're trying to to discover new things. You are a Cicerone, so meaning you understand beer at a level that, um, you know, what did you say? 5,000 people on earth are at your level and 15, right? They, it's a very small amount of human beings that are Cicerones, right? Sure, sure. And yeah. so with your under your understanding of beer in the world um if people wanted to to kind of learn something while they're home and they wanted to try some beers and figure out how to drink them yeah right you know like you just you did a review at the beginning of this in four seconds that just comes off the top of your head that some people might not pick up right uh and so you know if you could give me maybe um two or three beers that you if you went out and wanted to figure out like how to how to taste what a juicy ipa is or how to taste those sorts of things what direction would you po- point people? Uh, two resources. The, the association, uh, the Brewers Association is the, the national association of, of all things sound and reputable in the beer space. Right now, they're doing virtual tastings with, I believe, the very first master Cicerone. Oh, wow. Uh, and there's what? So, what do you? How you many know, of those did you say there are? There's three or something um, crazy like that. Uh, there's uh, forgive me. I won't hold uh, you to it, but there's a tiny there, amount. Yeah, a dozen. Okay. Ish. Um, in the world, and I and I think Pat was the first one. So he's doing these virtual tastings at home. So you can go follow Brewers Association across the board on social. And so let's say he's doing. Uh, a virtual tasting of um, IPA X. Like they'll tell you that in advance. So if you have that or a similar IPA uh, in your fridge, you can taste along. Otherwise you can just simply watch him and he'll paint that entire tasting palette for you uh, live. So I think that's, that's really awesome. And I, I, I love all of the virtual accommodations people are doing, right? This podcast is one example of it. Um, not that it didn't exist before, but we can't do this in the same room, right? We can't clean yes. glasses. Um, cause I, cause craft. I, cause I have, uh, I have that mushroom beer that I wanted you to try and I, yes. I have a vertical tasting of KBS that's three or four years deep that I wanted to do. So like, yeah, awesome. I've got like all that stuff that we can't do right now, but we will at some point. Okay. All right. Rain check or virus check or whatever <laughs> we're doing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, the other thing, um, craftbeer.com has a lot of very fun, engaging, and visual tools to learn about tasting beer and the different styles of beer. So um, Brewers Association for um, maybe the person who's above being a novice, but craftbeer.com is a pretty solid resource for someone who just wants to explore and learn something at the ground floor. Awesome. And would, you know, in, in the last minutes that we've got here, you 
if you could give us one suggestion of one to try, like that, because you've been you've been doing sort of not like necessarily oh, a tasting, but gosh. you have been taking a lot of photos yeah. of difference that you're trying. Have you tried one in the last thirty days that you're like, you know, man, you can find this one everywhere, and it surprised me. You should try blah. Yeah, uh, so I have been on this weird guava kick. Nice. Uh, I cannot like. If there's guava in a beer, like just bring it all to me. Um, I, I really like that. Is like that is the fruit I am fanboying out over right now. Um, so with hesitation, I bought a. Um, it's not. It's not an aggressively hazy IPA, but it it would fall under that that juicy hazy category. And truth be told, I can't them unless they're done exceptionally well um but odd side ales in grand haven michigan has an ever-evolving line of hazy ipas called dank juice yep so they do uh they'll do different single hop varieties different fruit combinations they just released a pink guava dank juice and it it totally caught me off guard, and I loved it a lot more than I wanted to or expected to. <laughs> I love it. So dude. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was the fruit was great, and it was a really nice bitter IPA. I think it's only six point two percent, so you know you can have one or two, um, and really appreciate it. So, so I would say get that one while it's on the shelf. Otherwise, if you miss it, uh, hazies are very popular, and Oddside is local. And they the, the um, uh, the portfolio or the variants are always rotating. Awesome, dude. All right, Jay, if people want to reach out to you as they are locked inside and have questions about either better drinking culture or uh, beer suggestions, where can they find you? Oh, uh, thanks for asking. Uh, online, jasonlay.com. Jasonlay.com and at jasonlay across the board on socials and then betterdrinkingculture.org or at Better Drinking Culture across the socials. I will put all the links in the show notes so you didn't have to memorize all the stuff he just said. <laughs> Jay, it is it is so great to see you uh, and speak oh, to you, you just, too, just for a couple minutes. Uh, so thank you for sharing a beer with us and spending some time. Yeah, man, I love you. Thanks for the invite. Love you too, buddy. Be well. All right, you too. Later. <laughs>